<laughs> salam, salam. Welcome back to Genevieve Girl Talks. This is Kiden. Today we're speaking with a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful guest. But before we get into that, I want to tell you to go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube page. Go ahead and rate us on Apple Podcasts, support the podcast and all the work that we're doing. Um, season four, we're speaking to South Sudanese creatives from all over. And today is a very, very, very special episode. We are talking with Deng. He's an artist and he's also an activist and he's going to walk us through his creative journey. Masalam, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me um, on your podcast. I'm excited. Um, I'm ready for the conversation. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. All right. We like to start off with an icebreaker. Um, I know what I asked you last time. So if you could see anyone in the world right now, who would it be? If you could see a special Ooh. Oh, my God. Uh, if I could see anyone, I think I would say um, I would want to meet Salva Kiel. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's... If I... If I could meet President Salva Kiir, it would be an awesome experience. And uh, just get to talk to him and have like a light conversation with a person, you know, like him. And get to know him deeper than what I hear on the on the social media or on the news, you know. Because I do yeah. believe like there's a different person in him, you know, his social side and then there is his work side. I feel like these are two different people. And... He, I feel like he's somebody that's gone through so much, especially as a young person who joined the revolution and then now he's tasked with this huge job of, you know, leading a, a young country, mm-hmm. you know, and there's so many critics around him and how he juggles all that, I really need to know, like, just sit with him and just get to his mind, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's one person I would definitely want to meet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's interesting. That's very interesting. If I was to ask this question to myself, I would say my grandparents. um, I think that uh, meeting your ancestors. I did. I forgot to tell you, dead or alive, by the way. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna ask you, oh, dead. Even even the ones we've lost, (laughs) because I was beginning to think maybe your 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 grandparents are still alive. Yeah, yeah. So um, the reason why I would want to meet them is because I feel like, you know, elders in our culture, they have so much wisdom. They have so many stories, you know. They can tell you the history of um, how things were going and how things, you know, how people were and how the culture was. Um, mm-hmm. So I would just really like to sit, you know, at their feet and just listen and ask questions and, you know, just get a better understanding, you know, of this history that we're all trying to, you know, reconcile. So that's what I would do. I would meet with grandparents for sure. <laughs> that's a good one too. You're, you're about to make me change my mind. <laughs> you know? And you know, yeah. that's the beauty. That's the beauty of conversations, right? Like yeah. um I think both of our answers highlighted having conversations. And I think um yeah. You know, there's so much, conversations are so rich. They can be so rich and enriching. And um, some conversations can can change your whole perspective on life, right? Um, exactly. 
Yeah, and some, some conversations tell stories. And this is why we have you on today. We would like to hear the dang story. So start us off with um, a little bit about your childhood and you know what you can remember that got you into art. Mm. I personally I can't remember exactly what you know inspired me to do art at a younger age. But um I started doing art professionally when I was at the university. Um I spent most of my time by myself and um because I'm kind of an introvert and part extrovert because Sometimes I want to socialize, and most times I want to be alone. So when I was usually alone, I would just, you know, I will write poetry, and then that poetry translated into art because now I wanted to now uh, visualize my words. So I ended up now doing art, and I started slowly. But back in high school, I used to draw. Um, I didn't think it was a serious thing back at the uh, at high school i used to draw i used to have my drawing book but then again now when i went to the university that's when i was like oh this the, the emotional side now was connecting with the art and that's how i started doing my art and i started posting them you know like on on, on facebook and somebody was like you should start a facebook page <laughs> so i was like oh okay um I thought about it and I ended up creating a page and the page grew. Currently, I have about 14,000 followers on Facebook and uh, 13,000 followers on on Twitter. It's almost 14 now. <laughs> yeah, so that's how I just, mine was just started by the emotional connection to my poetry and the fact that I was always alone. So that's the only way I kept myself company. Yeah. Um, would you say that your environment also inspired some of your art and poetry? Uh, yeah, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes uh, <laughs> the place that I'm in or the people that I've met, you know, or things that I've seen, I could be driving and then I see something by the roadside and it's, it either inspires uh, a poem or, or an artwork. Yeah. And sometimes when I get online, of course, and I like seeing pictures of people, like I just see the picture and, you know, I get down to draw it because of, I, if I see there's some emotional content in that picture, I end up drawing that. And that's how, you know, um, yeah. yeah, I get inspired. Yeah. Wow. That's powerful. That's powerful. Was there anyone in your family that was into art or poetry or anything like that? Mm, I don't know any uh, mm -hmm. apart from okay. My mom tries to sing sometimes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. She, don't send her the interview. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it, I no. She's a terrible uh, artist. I don't think she can draw, but she would sing. I remember those days when she would just be singing, and I used to think like, "Mom is a, an actual musician." But she never took it serious. Other than that, mm, I don't think I've seen anyone else draw. My brother draws and yeah. he raps, but oh, wow. he's not my inspiration. 
<laughs> All right. So speaking about inspiration, tell us um, some of your inspirations, right? You already kind of quoted, you know, your environment was a little bit of that. But let's mm -hmm. just say in like modern history or, you know, ancient history, what are, who are some of your inspirations? Mm, okay. Currently, um, I'm, I'm, I'm inspired by uh, Banksy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's. I think he's a British uh, street artist. Okay. Um, I like his. I like his art, and you know, um, I've, he he has created this image of himself uh, without necessarily putting his face to to the world. So it's mm -hmm. like you see a bunks a Banksy work, and you know that's him. You know, that's that's his work, and I like that. And I kind of created. Um, my art, like I invested so much in nude art, and it's something that Junubin don't, you know, don't kind of relate with. Like when they see this nude art, they overthink it, and you know, it, it yeah. goes beyond, you know, what the artist was actually thinking. So I kind yeah. of like that, and uh, it, it creates conversations. So every time I go to a social place and my friends introduced me to the other friends, like, oh, this is Dame Fox. Hey, people just get like, oh, it's you. Yo, I like your art, man. Keep it up. You know, you do that new thing. I like it. You know, and, ah, and some people just, yeah, some people just come to me and they ask, like, why do you always draw naked women? And I'm like, what do you <laughs> want me to draw? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Artists. Do you have any stories that you can remember about like your art or if it, you know, caused any controversy or, you know, anything that you've had to kind of been like, oh, I'm going to get in trouble for this. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was, uh, uh, it wasn't nude art, but it was kind of uh, some complicated artwork that I did. I can't even explain where I got that idea from. It's like um, a couple dancing mm -hmm. and the lady seems to be trying to get away from the guy and the guy is kind of holding her back and she's also okay. holding the guy so it's like you know it's it's a confusion like a state of confusion you, you she she did not make up her mind whether she wants to leave or she wants to stay and yeah. it's like an escape that you know it's still in the process but you know you're holding on to something but mentally you're already escaping and that's one artwork that I did, and I hanged it in uh, in the city room. And then my uncle came, and he was like, "What are these people doing? Are they dancing, or what are they doing?" <laughs> and I just told him, "Like, what do you see?" So he stared at the artwork for like five minutes, and mm -hmm. he still couldn't figure out what was going on. And I mm -hmm. loved that. Like, you know, it. I feel like he had his own thoughts, and he was afraid to, you know, to express them, and. It's not like the way you can just see a landscape or it's uh, maybe it's mountains and there is the sun setting behind the mountains and, you know, there's a field. It's it's not like that. It's this art that, you know, you look at and you think and you try to put, you know, one and two together. And that's, that's one. And they're like, more people kept coming into the house and they would see and they would be, you know, they would be asking questions. What are these people doing? And... It's something that I enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, like, I think art, art is supposed to invoke conversation, right? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. What do you think about 
art, um, making social commentary. I feel like it, that's that's what art is supposed to do, and no no one single person out there that can explain an artwork in a similar way to like a thousand other people. You understand? If I put like ten people in a room and there is one artwork, all these ten people, if you take them in one after the other, you record. What do you see? What are you looking at? That person yeah. will say something different from the next. You understand? And it will also, like that, until all the 10 people are, are done, they will have different explanation about the art. And that is the thing. That, that is the beauty of art. Nobody is restricted. You understand? You, yeah. Your perception of the art is not restricted. It's, it's super free. You look at it, you explain it the way you want to explain it. And that's the beauty of art uh, each time i draw let's say you know, maybe it's nude art i've drawn a naked woman yeah everybody has their own way of explaining it others will think of it in a way that i wouldn't have expected and yeah. others will think about it deeply you know and i i don't you know i don't uh prosecute those who have you know say that yeah. this art looks a b c d and it doesn't go with what i was initially thinking i'm like oh if that's what you see if that's what your brain tells you that's who you are yeah. you know i'm not restricting your your perception of what i've painted and yeah. add that add that yeah add that provokes you know social conversations is a powerful art mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and as an artist yeah, as an artist, that's what you should try for. Like, you know, make art that will get people talking. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Talk to me a little bit about some of the challenges with being an artist as far as, you know, just your journey, maybe opportunities, commissions, um, you know, roadblocks, anything that comes up, especially being in Africa. Yeah. Um, the, of course, it's challenging to be an artist in Africa. Like, um, people here don't... I feel like people here in South Sudan don't value art um, so much. And because I have friends who are, you know, who are abroad and um, they're making good amount of money and they're being recognized uh, a lot. Um, I'm not complaining about the recognition here, but you can't compare it to the level outside. There is a bit of recognition here, of course, but then it's not as much as it is outside. Um, selling artworks, yeah. You know, right now, Dunobin are beginning to realize how important art is and they're getting in touch with artists. But then again, when it comes to payment, they, you know, they run away because uh, some say that it's too expensive. It's, you know, it's, it's beyond their budget. And, as an artist, you're trying to make ends meet, of course, so you juggle now between your work and then your your talent. So, like, full commitment to your artworks mm, will not generate too much money, because at the end of the day, the market is not readily available. So you can yeah. say that I'm going to focus and I'm going to make this a business. Uh, you try and then you fail. But you balance you you just have to balance between your other work and now the artworks because yeah. in a month you may not even sell a single artwork you understand yeah. at the price that you would want to so some at some point 
you know um you get to reduce your your artworks uh, the price of your artwork and it affects you because you have to import all these materials that you use um and then we also don't have like a serious um art gallery where you mm-hmm. can just go there and exhibit your work or you you leave your work there to be exhibited and hanged um yeah. we don't have that kind and it's still i don't have anyone else to blame uh, the artists themselves have to come together and do that establish an art gallery um and then uh, what else i had something in mind that i was going to say in relation to art galleries you know yeah. um so yeah having an art gallery is very important but we don't have that these are some few challenges that we face market is not available um genuine don't support the art so much and then the, we don't have an art gallery and the government is not even injecting into into this business of art because yeah. to be honest so i read somewhere that art is a billion dollar business and yeah. governments can make a lot of money people are selling artworks a single artwork for like 20 million us dollars 100 million us dollars that's, that's right. a lot of money yeah if i sell an artwork for 100 for 100 million dollars the government might take at least 20 million see that yeah. they have already made a lot of money from that it's this is business for them yeah so those are just a few challenges Yeah. So then um we definitely uh, covered a lot and I think those are all important points. Um I'm curious to know what you think about like what would it take for art and and creativity to be seen in a different light in our culture, you know. Mm. I I feel like you know we should have um we should have art programs in schools you know mm-hmm. uh, we start all the way from primary school and this takes me now to the organization that i founded um <clears throat> having having art taught in schools and you know kids growing up with that consciousness of art i think yeah. is it's something that will like change the dynamics of how people look at art and also you know um, i feel like the government should also invest in art like invest in artists oh and the other thing that i had forgotten was the fact that we don't have uh, copyrights mm. you know yeah. uh, we can't copyright our artworks because i've had people claim my artwork several times and it's not a good feeling you know when you go into that creativity and somebody comes around and says oh this is my work this is my work you know and you even have your signature on it and somebody still saying that that's their work you see so we're having that challenge so it would be right. good to have a copyright um i don't know copyright law where yeah. you know you create your artwork you run there you copyright it it belongs to you if anyone reproduces that not there. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. So to 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 make this to answer your question, I feel like investment in art by the government and then teaching art in schools mm-hmm. should be like a top priority. Yeah. 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 I
definitely agree with you, and I think you raised some excellent points. Um, there is a, um, you know, a lack of value um, when it comes to art. We tend to just think about necessities, things like, you know, money, food, shelter. Um, mm. You know, even the South Sudanese film industry, I think, is also neglected because we have yeah. so many stories. Think about it. We have 64 tribes. Every tribe should have a film. <laughs> you know? every, Absolutely. Every town, you know, because we just have yeah. so much culture, so much richness, even just the landscape of South Sudan alone, the beauty, you know, yeah. so much for us to tap into. I think, you know how America, um, one of their biggest exports is culture. Mm -hmm. I, and I would love to see that for our nation, you know, to export culture because we have so much of it and it's so rich. And art is one of the things that can do that, you know, for sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so let's yeah. let's get. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I feel like you know it will also increase our, you know, our tourism. The tourism yeah. industry would improve if mm -hmm. we inject so much into art, because art is what de defines a culture, and it's it, it's also the thing that defines a country. And if we have that, then people have a reason to come into this country, and you know they'll be like, oh, let let's go check out this country you know they have this diverse cultural you know activity going on let's go check it out and it's a it's a beautiful thing you know it's good for the income absolutely absolutely and it's it's good for the um i think the social the social conversation whatever conversations that are happening we were talking about making social commentary i think art is yeah. so powerful it can help shift perspectives and it can mm -hmm. also push conversations forward, right? Like yeah. how many times do you know about certain subject matters and it's usually discussed in the same way over and over and over again, where art mm -hmm. comes in, you know, especially with an artist's perspective, an artist has mm -hmm. the power to shift the conversation or to move a conversation from where it's been stuck at. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I, I think, I just, I think about just the so many, I, this art just excites me. Um, I yeah. think about, ways art is just so powerful you know like let me just use an example of how people maybe view homeless people right mm -hmm. you, you see them as peasants and beggars and things like that if an artist was to take that person and put them on a painting and show them in a certain circumstance that could influence you know public opinion public perception someone be like oh yeah. man okay I, I see this differently now you know yeah. um, yeah. so it's it's so, so powerful. I think it's like, it's the original television, to be honest with you. <laughs> before, the, before there were TVs and phones and all these things, people tuned into art, people tuned into yeah. literature, because these are the things that influence culture and public opinion and public thought. And, you know, yeah. I've looked at so many artworks throughout my life and it's been like, oh man, I'm looking at this differently now. Yeah. So. Let's um let's get into your your work. I know that you do radio, and then you've also got the um, initiative Creative Hearts. Is it Creative Hearts yeah. initiative? Yeah, talk yeah. to us a little bit about um, that work that you do. Oh yeah, um, I founded Creative Hearts initiative in um, 2018 unofficially, mm -hmm. and um, I wasn't, you know, I did not start working with a creative hearts initiative at the time because i was engaged with my uh, with my other full-time job 
so I just found it. It was just an idea. I wrote it down. I put it all together. I started it as a Art by Deng initiative. And then later on, I was like, mm, no, Art by Deng is too specific to an individual. And I didn't want it to be just something about me. It's something that even generations after me will, you know, will, 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 uh, will, will work with and push the ideas and the strategic goals that I set for it. So I changed the name to Creative Hearts Initiative in 2020. And then it's been like that. I haven't, uh, up to now, I have not registered it because every time I get the money, because I use my own personal money, I would end up uh, putting it into the work that I do. So I train students, I train pupils, and I teach them how to paint. And then we have a discussion around social topics. So mm -hmm. people, the kids will paint the, the, their artworks and what they feel about the topic that we're discussing that day. And um, <clears throat> it, it's something that, you know, grew. And I took the idea and I sold it to um, UNFPA. I met with the boss. And he liked it. He liked uh, what I, you know, uh, thought of. Um, so we did something called uh, the Mindful Art Therapy, uh, where we talked about gender-based violence, and we we took the we took the program to a certain uh, rural school in uh, Mangala, Mangala IDP camp, and we did it there, and it was nice. Uh, the results were amazing, and. Um, at the time, you know, when, when, when we did the work, um, it was for two weeks only, and children liked it. It was something new. They had not experienced that, and them being able to express themselves through art and, you know, explain their artworks for those who could and those who could not explain their artworks, they left it for everybody else to, you know, uh, interpret what they had, what the artwork was. Sorry, man. <laughs> the chickens around this area. <laughs> um, so, so, Creative Arts Initiative is something that I feel like should should be more than what it is right now. I feel like we should grow more, and I'm hoping to have many people come on board and you know support the the cause because it's self self supported, it's self sponsored. Um, yeah. Yeah, but in case, you know, there are people who want to, you know, invest in it and people who are kind enough to extend because mine is just to support education, work with young people and give them, you know, alternative learning experiences, you know, in schools. I also share uh, after, after school programs that can, you know, uh, help improve their performances in, in class you know just generally like that so my target is education sector and yeah i'm currently working to register it and then uh, i've recently attended uh, workshops on um, workshops held by uh, national education coalition and they have encouraged me to join them so uh, i'm working on joining them as soon as i have my documents together i'll be able to join them so that's that's basically what it it's all about Creative Hearts Initiative. And uh, I work with the radio, of course. It's, uh, this is like a side thing that I do every Saturday. Uh, instead of just being bored on Saturdays, I go to the radio and, you know, uh, we, I co-host with, uh, with a friend of mine. 
uh, it was initially her show and I requested to join and she was happy to welcome me. So we do it now together every Saturday. That's yeah. Amazing. That's amazing. Well, we're so happy to hear about the work that you're doing and definitely happy to support. Um, there's nothing better than working with the youth and, you know, impacting their lives and helping, you know, we're all telling our stories now. So I can't wait to hear their stories and their perspectives. They're the next generation coming up. So thank you so much for that, for that work that you're doing, um, focusing on them. I think that's so important and so crucial. Um, so just want to give you your flowers for that. Um, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're so welcome. You're so welcome. What advice would you have for up and coming, um, South Sudanese artist uh, or African artist? What advice would you have for them? Yeah, what I can say is, you know, uh, as an artist, when you start, you don't start thinking money. Draw or paint or create from within yourself and don't have limits. You know, people want to set limits like, oh, I can't draw that, I can't draw this. If your feeling is telling you do that, do it, you know, create. Even if you're creating it for yourself, create it for yourself. Unleash that feeling. And, you know, um, when you start putting your stuff out, share it with a few people, you know, because that's how I started. I started drawing and I shared it with just a few people around me. And they interpreted the artwork the way they wanted. And I allowed them to do that. I did not, you know, restrict them. And slowly by slowly, you know, that's, you know, that's when I grew to like share my artwork with a wider audience. And I got inspired along the way to also extend it to schools and to, you know, so it's a gradual thing. Like, you know, uh, if you're a young person starting, don't rush, just start slow and you will see. Don't give yourself boundaries, leave yourself open to ideas, leave yourself open to inspiration, whatever inspires you that time, go with it and just do your thing. Criticism comes, there are those who will criticize you uh, positively, there are those who will do it negatively. You just filter whatever information you get, whatever criticism you get, filter it and apply it to your, to your work, to your craft. Nobody should ever dictate how you do your thing, only you and you alone, <laughs> yeah. Last time we talked, we both, you know, connected on loving philosophy. So yeah. a question I pose to you is, um, what do you think is more important? Having a skill set or having a mindset? Which one do you think is more important to something? A skill set or a mindset? That's extremely difficult because um, mm -hmm. you need to have the mind, you know, uh, you need to have the mindset for you to also apply your skill. You, know, you have to have a mindset for a particular thing and then a skill comes in after. Um, so yeah. I would I would say mindset, but skills. <laughs> I don't know if that, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so I would say, let me have the mindset first. The skill will come. Because like whatever it. you put your mind to it, you always find a way to execute it. Mm, that's powerful. I, I concur. You couldn't have said it any better. Um, me, as someone who, you know, is into just philosophy and deep thinking, um, I would definitely say mindset, you know, awesome. because <laughs> yeah, with a mindset, you can do anything because here's the thing. Someone could cultivate a skill set, but
But if you don't have the right mindset to be consistent or dedicated or, you know, think big, <laughs> you're not going to go far with it, you know. And you can also have a skill set and be lazy, right? Or you can have yeah. a skill set and then when the time changes and, you know, time changes and skills evolve, you know, like let's say you're a carpenter and you're used to doing things a certain way, you know, in 1970 and 2023 is going to be a little bit different. So yeah. if you have the right mindset of growth, you'll continuously upgrade your skills you won't be comfortable with just the skill sets that you have you'll be like okay how can i add on to this you know what's new in it you know what can i learn to enhance this so it all comes down to mindset you know your skills could actually get dormant and your skills could be um uh, what's the word they can be they can age they can kind of expire also Mm -hmm. mindset to constantly grow you'll always be okay so i agree with you mindset Awesome, yeah, because also the mindset drives the skill. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes, the mindset drives the skill because an old skill can die and a new mindset can, you know, can generate a new skill. So, there you go. Yeah, Yeah. all right, we're shifting into this and that. It's just um, quick questions, you'll just tell me what are the other, okay? So, digital arts or freehand art freehand art oh okay all right yeah i can't um, even hesitate <laughs> <laughs> all right um traveling the world without a camera or remaining at home with a camera oh hell no traveling the world <laughs> without a camera <laughs> okay instagram or twitter uh twitter okay and then <laughs> One million dollars or one million customers? Oh, that one is tough. If I have one million loyal customers and I'm selling an artwork, I have one million artworks and I'm selling each, let's say, at $300. That's $300 million. No. <laughs> There you, there you guys have it. You've heard from Dane, wonderful artist in South Sudan, working with the youth and just a all around wonderful human being. Check out some of his work online, Dane. Tell everyone where they can find you online or connect with you. Oh yeah, you can. Uh, I'm very much active on uh, Twitter uh, at Dane Fox, and uh, sometimes on Facebook. Of course, I have a page called I am Dane Forbes. And uh, yeah, you can find me there. And I do sell these t-shirts, by the way. Um, okay. These t-shirts go for, you know, as cheap as $20, uh, okay. depending on where you are. If you're in South Sudan, of course, this would be like maybe $15 at okay. the moment. And if you are uh, abroad, then we talk about, you know, uh, transportation costs and all the other costs. Then we add them together and then we see how much to go. Uh, yeah, so these are some nice t shirts. Yes. You can, you can tell. Shirts, beautiful, beautiful t shirt. What do you call that t shirt, Dang? Is there a name for it? Yeah, I I, uh, I, I try to create a line and I call it Roswell. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Awesome. Do you have any upcoming projects, anything you're doing, anything we should look out for to be released? Yeah, um, I'm working on an exhibition, which of course I don't want to discuss the details. Um, this will be my second exhibition. The first one was in 2016, Ooh, no, 2017. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm not into uh, exhibitions, so this is going to be my second one. Okay. And I want it to be huge. I'm gonna have my t-shirts. Yeah. I'm gonna have my yeah. I'm gonna have my new artworks, and I might also do prints of old artworks that I did that maybe some people wanted and they could not get. So you you can get a print of the the artworks, and then I'll have the original artworks, which I've created now, because most of my artworks are sold. So yeah. I don't have the old ones, but I have. <laughs> new ones so yeah that's the only project that i'm working on um i'm also working on establishing an office for creative hearts initiative mm -hmm. so i might be looking for people to work with i might be looking <laughs> for employees one of these days to be on the yeah. standby and i'll advertise <laughs> and then we'll recruit <laughs> yeah yes yeah Definitely. and if you also want to donate to creative hearts initiative I'll be very open to 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 working with you. Uh, the email you can send uh, you can send me an email at uh, creativeheartsinitiative at gmail dot com or at byding at gmail dot com. Yeah, yeah, we'll include the social handles um, when we release. Yeah. Dang, thank you so much. It's been such a lovely conversation. We have to have you back on. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I'll be happy to get back on again. Yes, yes, this was a lovely conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. You heard what Dang said. Follow him on socials. Look out for his work. Hope you all are well and stay well. Peace and love. Ma salam. Peace. Bye-bye. All right. <laughs>